You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org.
the darkness tremble when all the saints join in one song and all the streams flow as one river to wash away our brokenness you will see that God's removing a time of jubilees coming when young and old return
changed by that and how powerful it is that he sent his, his son to come and save us and how can a love like that not change us and make us into something new you know as we think about that you know, we finish out the song and just worship him with our hearts and our minds and our voices you know what an awesome thing to be uh, be able to worship such a love
is all I need. You're my breath, you're my life, you're my everything. could box you in, but I'm laying down, I want to know you, Lord, and I used to think that I could box you in, but I'm laying down, I want to know you, Lord, so I'm laying down, all my religion. I'm laying down, I want to know you, Lord, and I'm laying down, oh my religion, I'm laying down, I want to know you, Lord, I want to know you, Lord. Lord, I've been told I don't measure up. Lord, I've been told I'm not good enough. But you're here with me. I reach out and you find me. Say no amount of untruths can separate us. I reach out and find me in the dust. Say Separate 
So today, in, in today's message, we're going to learn the difference between relationship and religion. I had said yes to Jesus and had walked with him for about five years when um, uh, one of my cousins had passed away in Las Vegas, Nevada. And my best friend had married uh, one of my other cousins, and uh, we ended up connecting with them, Sean and I, and, uh, and uh, Robert and Cynthia Gondra. Uh, we ended up going to, to Las Vegas for my cousin Galen's uh, funeral. And I'll never forget, I, you know, I'd been walking with the Lord, and, and he had been doing some amazing things in my life and in my marriage. And uh, there, was a, there was a difference 
in us. But I walked in the doors of the real casino, and uh, uh, we had a relative that sang there at that, at that casino, and so we ended up getting a complimentary suite uh, by, by her blessing. And I walked in the doors, and I was met by a relative, and I'll never forget the words that he said to me. Uh, you know, he didn't say, hey, how you doing? Or he didn't say, hey, it's great to see you. Uh, he said that later on, but the first words that he said to me w- were, your religion isn't going to help you here. I'll never forget that. And my response to him was this. I said, uh, religion has never helped me, but Jesus will. And today we're going to learn from, from Paul's letter that, uh, that religion doesn't help us. It's only through Jesus Christ. Now, remember that, that Paul had ar- already put uh, the unashamed transgressor on trial. That person that uh, doesn't care about what anyone says, he or she is going to do their own thing, and uh, it doesn't matter who it affects, it doesn't matter who it hurts, doesn't matter what the consequence is, you're going to do your own thing. So he said, you're guilty, even you that says there is no God. Uh, God has shown himself, the creator has shown himself through his creation. And then he goes on to the the moral person, that person that says, I'm a good person. And he puts him or her on trial. We learned about that last week. And what we found is that uh, we're not that good. All of us have tendencies, all of us have kryptonite in our life uh, that uh, takes us to a place that we do the same things that other people do, but we might do it under a different disguise. And so we come to this place now uh, where the Apostle Paul is going to talk to the religious people. There are thousands of religions. He specifically talks to, to the Jews because the Jews were God's people. They were, his, uh, uh, they were called out through Abraham. And Abraham was called out of Ur, and uh, he was uh, polytheistic. In other words, they believed in many gods. They worshiped a lot of different deities. And God called Abraham out and had this relationship with him, had a covenant with him. Uh, and the, the product of that were his children, Isaac, and then Jacob, who became Israel. And so now we're, we're looking at Paul is, is writing to, to the Jewish people, and he's telling them, he's instructing them and showing that, um, that what they really needed was a Messiah. They needed a relationship. It was always about a relationship with God. And so what's what's very important for you to know is that your your walk with God is always a relationship-based thing. It's not a religious duty. That's why Paul said in, in that very powerful foundational verse, I am not ashamed of the gospel for it is the power of God that saves not only the Jew, but the Greek. And then he goes on, he says, For in it, for in the gospel, there is a righteousness that we receive from faith to faith for every person who believes. And the righteous will live by faith. So religion is an at- attempt at getting right with God. The gospel is his revelation of how he, how God makes us right through Jesus Christ. And as we, as we look at this, there are, three, there are three things that I believe we're going to see in the text that will safeguard us 
uh, from being religiously wrong. So my, my whole message is about how we can be very religious, but we can be wrong. Because religious doesn't save us, Jesus does. And so the first thing that I see is we need to re- realize that religion can't save you. A set of rules doesn't save you. In fact, a set of rules illuminates. It, it, it brings to the forefront the fact that none of us can keep rules. Every single one of us, when we, from we, when we wake up in the morning until we go to bed at night, uh, there's a lot of things that we're supposed to do, but if you notice that uh, most of us, all of us, fail to do some things. They give us a speed limit, and you either go over it by a couple miles or you, you go over it by a lot of miles, or, or you're supposed to do something, you're supposed to compliment, you're supposed to treat people a, different way, a, a certain way, and, and, and you don't do it the way that you like. See, religion doesn't save you. Religion brings us to a place that we understand that we need a Savior. And God is not calling you to be religious He calls for you to enter into a relationship with him through Jesus Christ. Now, now here's what Paul writes to the church in Rome, and he's talking specifically to Jews. Now, let me say this to you before I read the scripture. He's talking to people, all humanity, and he's talking to them before the cross, before you walk in and, and enter through the cross through repentance and faith in Jesus. Every person is guilty. So this is what he says about the Jews. He says, if you're brought up Jewish, don't assume that you can lean back in the arms of your religion and take it easy. Feeling smug because you're an insider to God's revelation, a connoisseur of the best things of God, informed on the latest doctrines? I have a special word of caution for you who are sure that you have it all together, yourselves. And because you know God's revealed word inside and out, You feel qualified to guide others through their blind alleys and dark nights and confused emotions to God. While you are guiding others, who is guiding, uh, who is going to guide you? Who is going to guide you? And the reason he he put this is, is... is that there is some who would say, hey, we're we're Jews. So they're reading this letter that was written to the Romans. Hey, we're Jews. We're the special chosen people of God. But these these people that said we have everything we we need in the law and in circumcision, we're missing out on the primary thing that gets us into a relationship with God, and that's grace. The literal, uh, Paul puts it like this. He says, you call yourself a Jew? You rely on the law, verse 17. You brag about your relationship with God. You know his will. You approve of what is superior. You're instructed by the law. You're a guide for the spiritually blind and those walking in darkness. And you have in the law the embodiment and the knowledge of truth. And though they, they had the truth and they taught the truth, they didn't live it. And there's something about religion that, that religion doesn't get to the heart of things. Religion doesn't, doesn't do the internal things. Religion is about what we can do on the outside. And a lot of times with religion, we lip things that we don't live. You lip it, but you don't 
live it. Paul goes on and he says, uh, I'm quite serious. While preaching don't steal, are you going to rob people blind? Who would suspect you? The same with adultery, the same with idolatry. You can get by with almost anything if you front it with eloquent talk about God and his law. And have you noticed that sometimes innocent people are hurt by religion and by religious people who put their trust in religion and it fails them and the people that are proponents of it fail them as well. The second thing that that we learn about uh, uh, being religiously wrong is that religion has a tendency to turn people off. Paul puts it like this. He says, uh, the line from Scripture, it's because of you Jews that the outsiders are down on God. It shows it's an old problem that isn't going to go away. And what Paul is saying is that instead of outsiders, those that are outside of faith, those that are on the outside that should be drawn to me, you're turning them off to the one that can change and transform their lives. And there's one thing that that most people will say about religion and and religious people. uh, the, The most commonly said term is that they're hypocrites. Hypocrites meaning that you teach one way, but you live another way. You've got these strict rules that, that you don't even follow yourself. And the reason that you don't follow them yourself is because you can't. Because it was never meant to be that way. It was never meant for us to be religious. It was always meant for us to be in a relationship with God through His grace and by our faith in Him. Not faith in what we can do, but faith in what the Master has done for us. You see, there's something about a relationship that is based on love. And religion is based on works. The more that you do, the better that you are. The better that people see you. See, religious people uh, want others to see them as holy. And they work hard so that people will see them as holy. Where a relationship with God that is based on love, we, we understand that we're holy, not because of what we've done, but because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. His blood washed me clean. His blood uh, sanctifies me. It sets me apart. His, 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 uh, his love for me has put me in this right relationship with my Heavenly Father. And now I can walk in a love-based relationship with Him, knowing that I will do wrong at times, but that He will forgive me because of His goodness and His grace. And so there's such a big difference, and, and, and so many people get, get turned off uh, through, through religion. And, and the children of Israel, they always struggled with, with, this, uh, with this mindset right up to the day that Jesus came to the earth. Jesus was talking to the religious leaders, and he's very strong when he says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees. You hypocrites, you give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the most important matters of the law justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You, you blind guides, you strain out a gnat, but you swallow a camel. 
Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you, you hypocrites. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees, you, you hypocrites. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. And these were the religious elite. These were the, the, the people that everyone looked up to. These were the ones that were teaching the law and the prophets. These are the people that, that everyone, uh, when they saw them in the, mountain, in, I mean, in the uh, city squares, they said, oh my goodness, they reverenced them. But Jesus is saying that religion outside of a relationship is hypocritical because we put off something that we really are not. We put on something that we really can never attain. And with a relationship, we understand who we are. We admit who we are, that we're fallen people who need the restoration of a merciful God who loves us and who wants to have a relationship with us. So, so people are turned off. They're turned off to, you should do this, you should do that. I can't believe you did this. And you see it on social media. You see it all over the place. You know, we, we, we can get religious and we tell people, this is what they should be doing. This is what they should be doing. Instead of, instead of telling them what the problem is, we show them what the solution is. And the solution is Jesus Christ and his love and his grace and his forgiveness, and his restoration, and his transformation. The third way that we, that we safeguard ourselves is we understand that religion is incapable of changing our heart. You see, the, the Holy Spirit knew that the Jews had it all wrong. They, they were too concerned with the outer work of the flesh and did not embrace the inner work of the Holy Spirit. And, and that's what religion does. It, it emphasizes on what we can do for God instead of what God has done for man. The thousands and thousands and thousands of religions, if you were to, to lay them all out, every one of them are, 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 are uh, founded on the premise of this is what I will do for God. This is, I will pray more. I will pray a certain, uh, facing a certain direction. I will, I will make these promises. I will do this. I will do that because I will do this for God. But Christianity is founded on the, on the premise of this is what God has done for man. Because we can't pray enough. Because we can't give enough. Because we can't love enough. God gave. God forgave. God was merciful and gave his life for us. God is more interested on what's on the inside than what's on the outside. You see, circumcision, circumcision was given to the Jews and they bragged about it. You, you'll see this as you, as you read the New Testament, as you see this right, uh, spelled out, you see how, how the, the, the Jews uh, and religion in general says, you can have Jesus plus this. 
Jesus plus circumcision, just look at Acts chapter 15. The council in Jerusalem, it's Jesus plus circumcision. And the gospel is about Jesus plus nothing. It's Jesus paid it all. Jesus did it all. We're forgiven because of all that he's done. And we walk in that right standing because of who he is in us, not outside of us. And so here's what Paul says. He says, uh, uh, circumcision, the surgical ritual that marks you as a Jew, is great if you live in accord with God's law. But if you don't, it's it's worse, worse than being circumcised. The reverse is also true. The uncircumcised who keep God's way are as good as the circumcised. In fact, better. Better to keep God's law uncircumcised than break it circumcised. Don't you see it's not the cut of a knife that makes you a Jew? You become a Jew by who you are. It's a mark of God on your heart. I'm going to say that again. It's a mark of God on your heart, not a knife on your skin that makes you a Jew. And recognition comes from God, not legalistic critics. Paul is saying, you know, what you do on the outside is, is, is not as important to God as what's happening on the inside. Circumcision was a physical act that was supposed to uh, relate to an internal work that was being done in our hearts. So Paul says, don't get it all wrong. He's saying, we, those acts on the outside are not as important as what God does on the inside. And that's why you need Jesus. That's why I need Jesus, because only Jesus can transform my life. Only Jesus can transform my heart. It's not religion that changed James Reese. It was the, the, the love of God that came through Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of me, that works inside of me, that leads me every day, that makes me face north when I'm trying to face south. When I'm trying to live in this world and do the things of this world, the Holy Spirit works in me through the love of God and leads me in a way that brings glory to Him. And when I don't, He gives me His grace and His forgiveness. King David teaches us. You read Psalm 51, and he talks about how his failure uh, in, in life, having an affair with Bathsheba. And he says, Lord, do, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. But he was a man after God's own heart. You see, that's, that's the difference, beloved, between relationship and religion. Nicky Gumbel, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, Bible teachers, he, he puts it like this. He says, Paul focuses on what really matters. You become a a Jew by who you are. It's a mark of God on your heart, not of a knife on your skin that makes a Jew. And recognition comes from God, not legalistic critics. What matters to God is the heart. Every person who has the Holy Spirit living in their heart receives the same inheritance as the Jews did in the Old Testament. This includes Every true Christian. Paul Paul emphasizes that. Paul emphasizes the fact that that the the true Jew are people of faith. Whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, you've been grafted into this this wonderful, uh, holy 
stock, holy tree. We're, we're all branched in, and we're all in the family of God. In chapter 3, he says this, because you, of course they're going to say, what advantage is it uh, for, for the Jews? And he says, he says this, this, then what advantage has a Jew? Or what is the benefit of, of circumcision? And then Paul says, it's great in every respect. He says, first of all, they were entrusted with the oracles of God. The oracles of God being the, the revelation of the, of the law, the declaration of this covenant that they have. But this was given to lead them to the Messiah. This was given to lead them to the one that would save them. Not from a government, not from the Roman government, and that's what we need to grab a hold of as, as Americans. You know, God is, it, 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 he loves people from every country, from every part of the world. And all of us, we, we want salvation. We want salvation from what we're in right now. God wants to save us for something that's bigger, that we're in the kingdom of God, the family of God, that we're in relationship with all our brothers and sisters all over the world, and that we're all led by the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. And that's an international salvation. That's an international language. That is a... Uh, that is a promise that we receive the Holy Spirit who comes into our lives and comes into our heart. And the, and the prophet uh, Ezekiel put it like this. He said, uh, talking about those that would trust in, in, in Jesus, those that would trust in God, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove your heart of stone and I will give you a heart of flesh. That, 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 that heart of stone that, that you're calloused against all the things of God, all the things of the world, you, your relationships are all messed up. I will remove that, that heart of stone and I'll give you a heart of flesh so that you can feel the love of your Father in heaven. So you can enter in this relationship with, with the Savior, Jesus Christ, so that the Holy Spirit will, will begin to work in you and through you. I talked about walking in the doors of the real casino and my, uh, my uncle telling me, uh, your religion isn't going to help you here. Well, here's the beautiful thing about that story. I went to that service of one of my dear uh, cousins who I loved very much. The last time I had seen her, I was probably in the 10th grade in high school and we had gone to a store. We had a case of beer in the back seat and uh, we had been partying a lot of people and she went into the uh the store to go get something and as i'm waiting outside in the parking lot this guy that i had never met before he comes and he knocks on the window of my car door he's 10th grade i rolled down the window we didn't have those power windows that we have now i rolled down the window and this guy looks at me and he says do you know jesus christ as your lord and savior and i looked at him and i and kind of bewildered, and I said, I think so. And he said, you need, to, you need to know, sir, know so. And he went on and he said, God loves you so much, and he's got a great plan for your life. And he wants to, he wants to do things in your life that, that are going to blow your socks off. 
And, he's, and he talked to me about, about things. And I, and I had this, this, this feeling that I had never had before as he's talking to me about, about a relationship with Jesus Christ. And my cousin comes out of the store and she, she opens the door and he, she sees me talking to this guy. And she looks at him and she says, hey. She says, hey. What, what are you doing? She says, we are, and she named the denomination where, where we used to go to church. She says, we are this. And then I said, yeah, I looked at her, I looked up to her. Yeah, we are this. I'll tell you what I said. We're Catholic. And as, we're, as we drive off, he said, and as he said, you know, it's not about where you go to church. It's about your relationship with God. And I drove off. And as I drove off that day, she looks at me and she says, when someone starts talking to you about things like this, they start talking, talking to you about Jesus, you tell them, this is who you are. Now, here's the crazy thing. Later, when I gave my life to Jesus Christ, when I said yes to Jesus, he reminded me of that person that he sent into my life when I was in the 10th grade. And now, when I hear that my cousin passed away and I'm going to Las Vegas, that's what was in my mind. And I walk into the casino and I'm confronted with religion. Your religion is not going to help you here. And here's what happened. We walked through the, through the, through the, uh, the whole uh, lounge area of the casino and we got to our room and, and, uh, and as we, we did, uh, that best friend of mine and his wife, we spent time together. And the Lord opened up a door so I could share the gospel. Now this, this uh, uh, best friend and his wife was the daughter of the uncle that confronted me with, your religion isn't going to help you here. And as we spent time together that night, he, um, this, this friend of mine, he knew who I was. And he knew that there was something radically different about my life and my wife's life. The love that we shared together is something that only God could do. And so we came to this place and we, we, we talked about, about Jesus all night uh, as, as, as Robert asked me question after question. And so we went to the funeral the next day. And the, what I was thinking is, I got to share something with everyone there about how Jesus can change your life. And I didn't have to. There was a lady that got up, a young lady, and she sang a song before, for everybody to be blessed with. And they had asked her, we don't want you to share anything, just sing. And as she got up there, she began to share the gospel. And she said this, I, I have to repeat what she said. She said, Repet repetitious prayers aren't going to save you. And praying to statues is not going to save you. But what will save you is a love relationship with Jesus Christ. And then she led them in a prayer. And I got back to the room and that friend of mine, that best friend of mine that was out there in the world just like I was out there in the world with him before I came to Christ. In the room, he was so different. He was so quiet. And, this, and Robert's never quiet. Never. And we got to the room and he comes up to me and he says, what happens to me if I prayed that prayer? And I looked at him and I said, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, I said, you're my brother in Christ. Not only are you my, one of my best friends, but you are my brother in Christ. And you're going to be with God forever, bro. And we hugged each other, 
And God has done an amazing work. Six months later, his wife came to faith in Jesus. And, 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 and then uh, a year later, they featured him in the Arizona Republic as, uh, as men and, and women of faith. And so going into that, your religion isn't going to help you here. That's exactly right. Religion will never help anyone. But Jesus Christ will not only help us, we will overcome no matter what we face. And we were at, uh, we were at, at Promise Keepers when they were interviewing Rob for this, for this uh, front cover of the religious page in the Arizona Republic, and there was only one female in the whole 30,000 men. And I'm going to show an image of that, and that was with us and Robert. So here's what I want you to know. I don't know where your heart is, but I know that God, he wants your heart more than he wants your behavior. It's not about how you behave that matters as much to God as where your heart is. And it's with our heart that we change our lives. We confess with our mouth the important things in life. But we believe with our hearts, and that's what we will live out. And so I just really believe that, that God is, is, is calling some of you. He's, he's nudging your heart into this love relationship with God. And remember, I always say it's, it's as easy as A, B, C. The A stands for admit that you're a sinner. We have to admit that our way is the wrong way. We have to admit that, that doing life without God is the wrong thing to do. And so we admit that we're a sinner. The, the B stands for believe in Jesus. We, we put our trust in someone who's greater than us. And today God is calling you to trust him. To trust him because he's faithful, he's reliable. I can say this, for 27 years, God has been faithful to me through the ups and the downs, through the good and the bad and the ugly. God has been faithful. And he'll never let me down. He's been faithful to Robert and, and Cynthia. Now, uh, 22 years, they've been walking with Jesus Christ. See, religion didn't help them, but a relationship with Jesus Christ has set them free. And the C stands for confess him as your Lord and choose to follow him from this day forward. What we confess is so important. The things that we say and declare are so important. We can speak life or we can speak death. Today God is calling you to confess him as Lord and Savior. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. God, I come to you today and I admit that I'm a sinner. And Lord, I come to you in need of your forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and the Savior of all those who live. And today, I put my trust in Him. I put my trust and my faith uh, to follow Him from this day forward. And for Lord, for you to lead me and guide me in, in, in everything that I go through in life, everything that I try to navigate through, the difficult times and the good times, I want for you to be a part of it. And I receive you today as my Savior as I say yes to Jesus. Amen. Now, if you said yes to the Lord today, we're just rejoicing with you. We are so excited. God is so good. 
And we here at Living Word Chapel, we want to be a part of, of helping you on your journey of faith. We want to strengthen you on your journey of faith. We want to be an encouragement to you on your journey of faith. And if you said yes, I'd love for you to put, just put your uh, praise hands emoji so that we can recognize that. Uh, we'd love for you to go to our uh, e-card, uh, e our connection card on, on the website. And, and uh, we just want to get to know you and just to be here to strengthen you. And if you're not in the area, there's a lot of wonderful Bible-based churches that are going to help you along your, your, uh, your step or steps of faith. Now, I want to close our service with this wonderful song that uh, the praise team sang because we're going to lay down our religion. And we're going to put our trust in the living God. And I hope and pray that you're blessed and that you have a wonderful week.
This has been a message from Living Word Chapel. We hope that you've been blessed by it. Make sure you check out lwcoracle.org for more information.